This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. Yes, it is. It's a podcast and you love it. Now, although COVID updates aren't as widespread or accessible anymore, that doesn't mean the virus has gone away. There are currently over 60,000 reported cases in Aotearoa, with the real number expected to be much higher. Primary and secondary schools here in Aotearoa are particularly feeling the squeeze of the second wave, as staff shortages, high student absence rates, and the mass spread of sickness sweeps through the schools. Joining me to talk about how the second wave is disrupting schools is New Zealand Educational Institute, Liam Rutherford. Kia ora, Liam. How are you going? Kia ora, Zach. Now, how have teachers found teaching at orange level compared to teaching at red? Is there much of a practical difference at all? Yeah, I think probably the big thing that uh, teachers are grappling with is that um, at a kind of wider society level, uh, people are kind of acting as if um, COVID is uh, something that we that we dealt with last year, uh, but um, it, it's actually our schools that are still dealing dealing with um, COVID COVID um, day to day. And so, uh, when we were under red, uh, it felt as if um, all of the community was behind the fact that COVID was priority number one. Whereas uh, in in orange, the feeling is is that people are starting to. Um, get on with things, but um, schools are the ones that are still in the front line dealing with COVID. Right, so it's kind of a case of cultural amnesia, almost, as we're like, as well in the first year of, of the COVID lockdown, you know, there was all the emphasis on essential workers, and that essentially went away as well, after COVID went away. Yeah, that's right, and so um, with that, um, you start to see some behaviours creeping in where people aren't sticking to to the expectations around um, testing at the right times, um, uh, the kind of sensitivity around mask wearing, uh, and um, there's even examples of where uh, kids are coming to school um, with symptoms. Uh, and um, whereas back when we were in red, there was there was um, pretty much zero tolerance for that type of stuff. And um, schools are the ones that are having to grapple with that um, very much in a day to day context, mm. um, and they're having to do that um, at a time where staff numbers themselves. Uh, are incredibly stretched. And so, uh, yeah, schools are still very much on the forefront of COVID. Yeah, now speaking of staff shortages, uh, the primary school sector is facing drastic staff shortages at the moment. Uh, this morning I was reading a story about a retired teacher in Auckland who had to travel 200 kilometres because they've been put in placement uh, somewhere else. Are these shortages expected to worsen under the second wave that we're going through at the moment? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, coupled with that is that we are heading into winter, which is where we normally get flu season as well. Uh, the reliever pool themselves, um, which is which is shown consistently through COVID to be vital, is massively depleted. And so schools are dealing with the day-to-day reality of um, splitting class numbers um, or uh, rostering home year groups, um, just some of these kind of uh, temporary measures um, to be able to manage through. Uh, but I think as we're heading back into Term 3 um, at the start of next week, uh, people are preparing themselves for a rocky couple of weeks at least. Yeah, I did. Uh, Principals Federation President Sheree Taylor-Patel says that schools need better communication from the Ministry of Education about what schools should do if a COVID outbreak hits their school. Do you agree with Patel? And what solutions is NZEI advocating for a scenario like this? Yeah, so um, what we have seen... Um, through the COVID response is that um, the ministry shown them um, shown that they're willing to work with the sector in ways that we haven't traditionally seen, and so uh, that's been really encouraging to see the close working relationship between them and the unions. Um, communication uh, is an ongoing issue with the entire way that our system is set up. 
because we treat schools as um, individual entities. And so uh, what we now are seeing in this next phase of COVID is, is that not all schools are in the same boat at the same time because schools are dealing with waves of COVID um, at different levels, which makes communicating one consistent message really hard uh, because um, there's times where COVID isn't really relevant for you and then uh, there's other parts of the country where they're not quite at the top of that wave. Uh, and so I think COVID has been uh, one of those issues that has um, continued to shine the light on issues that we do have in the education sector uh, that were there before COVID, um, but that obviously COVID's made worse. Exacerbated them, so to speak. Yeah, that's um, right. Now, the government quite recently just announced that they'll be mandating mask wearing in schools for year four and beyond. Uh, was I, I bet that this would be a welcome change for NZDI, but was there any indication something like this was down the line? Sorry, can you say it again? Oh, the government, uh, they quite recently announced, I'm, I'm fairly sure about this, that I'm, I'm quite sure about this, that they'll be requiring mask wearing in schools for year four and beyond. Um, now, this would be a welcome change for NZDI, no doubt, but uh, was this any kind, Was this indicated at all? Was this communicated at all? Yeah, um, the mask wearing is a double-edged sword because of the fact that um, schools are going to go through different periods of intensity at different times. Uh, I think people always enjoy uh, the times where the decision is um, taken out of their hands. Um, that was certainly a lot of the feedback that was coming through the mask mandate part. Uh, but, but at the same time, um, making sure that people have got the tools uh, available to them at the right stage of COVID, uh, I think is what schools are really after. Uh, and that's where, uh, where we have had schools um, take the lead in saying that given case numbers, um, mask mandates are coming in for the next four weeks. Um, what we are seeing is, is that communities have been really supportive of that. Do you think that this, this mask mandate will do enough to, to slow down the virus during the second wave in, in, in schools? Oh, um, I'm, I'm just not an expert in the science. Um, what we do know is that masks play a really important role in, in the way that we do come out of this. Um, I think one of the things that we're constantly having to get our head around is that uh, it just seems like it is wave after wave after wave and that the reality is, is that we're going to be de- dealing with COVID um, potentially for a number of years. Mm. Uh, and so um, we need to make sure that we've got tools like mask mandates um, in parts of the country um, at times when you need them, uh, because I think that's going to be the reality um, for the next couple of years at least. Yeah, probably will be. Um, given, that, that, given that that's the case and the issues that primary schools are facing at the moment, what would NZEI want the government to do to improve the welfare for teachers and school pupils while Aotearoa is facing a cruel winter alongside two highly infectious and often debilitating respiratory viruses? Yeah, I think that is a really good question. Um, one thing the government has done uh, in, in recent months um, and last year is um, set aside uh, funding that schools are able to apply for to develop solutions that make sense um, in their context. Um, that's gone down really well and we've seen some really cool local initiatives come out of it. But I think the piece that's missing in that is the overarching long-term plan for how we're going to make sure that we have the right amount of staffing in primary schools. Um, Pōautanga was an independent review of the primary sector uh, that was completed last year. Um, That was really critical of the huge gap that we've got between what schools need and what the government currently provides. And we've currently got teachers and principals in primary schools 
uh, negotiating collective agreements. And what teachers and principals are calling out for is that long-term plan for staffing so that there is some kind of um, light at the end of the tunnel around um, confidence that over the next one, three, ten years, we're going to have um, enough teachers um, in schools uh, to be able to deal with the workload uh, and the level of student need that we've got. And while that's not going to happen overnight, it is so much easier to go into your job and pick yourself up to deal with the day-to-day battles of COVID when you know that the government is backing you over the long term, making sure you've got the resources that you need. That was a f***ing Radio 1 podcast, mate. There's heaps more at r1.co.nz.